Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilfert, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Raw Mom Life Podcast. I have my friend Jen Olson here today. I'm excited to have Jen here. Uh, Jen and I have known each other for a handful of years. We met through a mutual friend quite a few years ago, I feel like. I don't even know. Six? Yeah. At sure. least six. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and Jen is one of those people that she's kind of a no BS kind of person. And I love that about her. Sometimes I need that in a friend, right? Like where you just need someone who will be very real with you in a very loving way. And I love that about her. She's a mom to three kids, uh, two boys and a girl. And I don't have a lot of friends who are kind of at that same stage as me with having a middle schooler. And Jen's oldest is also in middle school. And so we can relate in that way. So it's just, it's so wonderful to have friends that you can relate to for different reasons. Uh, and Jen is just one of those friends that will always, always be there and will always give it to you like it is. She will pray for you. She loves Jesus. I could go on and on, but Jen, I'm so glad you're here to, to be on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited and honored to be on your podcast because I do listen to you. So I know you do. Jen is one of the people who will like send me a screenshot or a, a voice message after she listens to my podcast and just comment on that. And those little things like that mean a lot. It means a lot. So keeping it real and loving Jesus. So that's right. So we do coffee and Jesus, right? Yeah. Or Jesus and coffee, you know, what I and, mean. and walking and walking. We walk together. Yeah. Good walking partner. Jen, tell us a little bit more about you. Um, I am originally from California, so maybe that's where I get my bluntness. Um, <laughs> you don't have that Minnesota nice. Is that what you're um, saying? <laughs> doesn't really resonate with me to be <laughs> passive aggressive. So yeah. I am married to Ryan. We're going on 17 years, uh, which is crazy to me. Cause I still feel 26 <laughs> brain. Um, I have Hayden, who's 13, Olivia is 10, and Parker is eight. And we have Phoebe. She's two, but she's a she's a doggie. So, um, a little bit about me. I am a stay-at-home slash working mom slash um do whatever I need to do kind of person. So I'm in a transitional phase in life, we'll say. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that funny to think back? Jen was running her photography business very full-time doing, she was the photographer at my sister's wedding. She's doing tons of weddings. And I mean, all of the, all of the things. And when was it a few years ago, you decided it was, God was calling you to step back. Was that 2021? Oh gosh. I think it was 21. Yeah. And I took a year off and just said, like my identity was so wrapped up in being a photographer and a mom and a wife. And I kind of lost track of who's Jen and what does that mean? And so through the process of trying a new job and all that, I've come to realize that 
my value doesn't change, but my assignment will. So kind of figuring out my new assignment. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. I mean, what can you say about that? Like there are so many moms who are finding their identity in motherhood or in their job and kind of forgetting about themselves and that their identity is just in Christ. And like what a leap of faith it was for you to let go of a really good source of income for your family and just a very thriving business to figure it out and to not rush into something else. I was just saying yes to everything. And I wasn't saying yes to myself first with God. And I wasn't really present like I should be with my family. I don't know. I've had like a reset, especially since October. Um, I had surgery and it kind of made me have to stop and just check myself. And so it's been pretty amazing to see what God is doing and refining me and changing my perspective and convicting me and just growing me in a way I never thought possible. Um, Just fully relying on him and going, all right, Lord, what do you want from me? So, which is hard. Like, how do you, how do you do that? If only that were easy, right? Like, what do you want from me, Lord? Like, just, it's hard to listen. Well, when you get rid of, you say no to stuff and you get rid of busyness of extra things and you're overextending yourself, it's crazy how you can actually hear him. And it might not, it might sound different to different people. It might not be like an audio voice from the Lord. (laughs) It might be through walking with a good friend like you or walking with my husband or talking with people who know me well and love the Lord. And so there's wisdom in asking people's opinion, but you have to be careful who the source is. That's Um, powerful. Just, but it's allowed me to really be more present with myself and my kids, just saying no and quitting things. And honestly, it caused a lot of problems because people were like, wait, what? You're, you're quitting all the things and we don't know how to handle this. And so um, it was kind of hard just to step back because I'm social and outgoing. And then people are like, what's going on with you? Why are you becoming a recluse? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really? I'm not, I'm just sifting through things that I've pushed down. Um, my own mom actually shared some great wisdom with me recently when I was debating whether to stay on like a leadership position in two different places. And she said, you know, I really wish I wouldn't have done that growing up. Like when you and your brother were growing up, I wish you wouldn't have had us be so involved in everything that we didn't get to be in your life more. So I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool that she encouraged me and said, why are you doing it? Like, what's the point in serving on this board? What is it doing for you and your family? And I was like, wow, you're right. Okay. And so I quit. (laughs) It's, it's tough because people, a lot of people don't understand when you have boundaries or when you say no, I don't often give an excuse because I don't need to share that. I'll just say, Hey, thanks for inviting me, but that won't work for me. And that makes people uncomfortable sometimes. And I'm fine. (laughs) 
Like, and I know you say that, like that exact phrase, you've told me that before. Like we talk about all the time about bond boundaries and, and how important it is to say no to those things and that we don't owe other people an explanation. I don't have to tell you why I don't want to come to girls night. I don't have to tell you why I'm quitting the board. Yeah. It's it my just business. isn't, it is just my business between me and God and me and my family. And I think so often we feel like we're, we owe other people these, all these explanations about like, even like why my kid can't come over for a sleepover or why my kid yeah. can't do a play date. You know, it, it doesn't, it can just be no. And you also yeah. might not want to know my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but we've had like a whole sleepover thing before. And uh, somebody, I don't really know them. And I don't really like how my daughter and this girl interact from what I've heard from my daughter. And I was like, well, we have to make choices on who we're going to surround ourselves with. And from what you're telling me, I'm not, I don't feel like you should be spending the night at their house. And so the mom had asked me and I was like, sorry, she can't period. (laughs) It's such a hard thing though. I don't know if you struggle with being a people pleaser, but Mm -hmm. like to the core, I I don't want to ever hurt someone. My intention is never to hurt someone's feelings or upset someone or anything. And I really am intentional with my words. Like I really pray about it. I really think before I go to someone, but I don't need to give you a reason why, because 10 chances are somebody will come back around and turn it on you and go, well, why? Or, well, what about tomorrow or whatever? There's always been a compromise with it. And I just don't want to. And I think that's good. And I think it takes practice. Like when you are first starting out in motherhood and it's, oh man, it's even harder, I think, to say no to those kinds of things and to be setting those boundaries yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you think I'm a very different parent with when I was with my, my 13 year old, than with my eight year old, I have grown and matured, not just as a mom, but as a person. So you have to think like, I would say, man, I, I'm got to pray extra hard for Hayden. Cause he was my first kid and he's like the trial, <laughs> like, here we go. Let's try it. We don't know what we're doing. I remember being so scared that they were letting me take this kid home. Like, oh my gosh, it's for keeps. Like we're, keeping <laughs> you know, this is a lifelong experiment, Hayden. <laughs> it is. We're along for the ride, bro. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Oh my gosh. It's hard, but it's so important. And I think as we get older, as our kids get older, as we experience more as moms and we start entering into that busy season of work anymore, that the busy is youth group and soccer and Mm -hmm. band and et cetera, et cetera, especially when you have multiple kids, all of a sudden it's so overwhelming that you don't have a choice, but to learn those boundaries. And some people I think still are, (laughs) are learning that right more than others. And it's, it's a lifelong process, but the sooner you can start practicing that, no, the easier it gets. Yeah. It just looks different. Yeah. And, but the important thing to remember is you're teaching your kids that too. Like they are sponges and they are mimicking what you're saying and doing and 
I'm trying to teach them what a healthy boundary looks like. I don't need to give you a reason why. I could just say, sorry, it doesn't work for us, but thanks for inviting us. Because really, I'm grateful you invited me. I just, you know, maybe want to stay in my pajamas and sit on my sit on my couch. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. it's just modeling it for our kids is so important. And especially there's just so much that they're inundated with way more than we ever were. It just looks different. Yep, absolutely. So what does that look like as a businesswoman? She is back, Jen is back to doing photography for seniors in high school. And she does like graduation photography and prom photography and homecoming and just all based around those, those 12th graders. And I love that she has found that niche within photography. Yeah, that's cool. But you're running a business at home while you are also trying to be present to your family. And what does that look like? And how do you, how do you do it? How do I do it? Well, um, I check in with my husband before I book anything. So crucial. I mean, so crucial. I try to not work weekends, especially in the summertime. Um, there's enough daylight where we could do it during the week. Um, and I'm trying to limit how many I take on before I like with my previous business, I would just take as many people as I could fit in. And then I was just so overextended and exhausted. And then it's not just driving to the place, doing the session and then driving home. I have editing. I also miss out on my kids riding their bikes without training wheels for the first time, all three of them, I was gone at a wedding and I just don't want to miss out on anything else anymore. Like they're only this little for so long and money is going to come and go. God always provides for us. He really does. And I love doing senior photography because I love that I can connect with them and make them feel comfortable and get to know them and encourage them in this next stage in life. It's kind of like ministry. Um, and I just have to make sure I'm balancing it and like remembering my why, why am I doing this? Like, it's not just for money. It's because I love youth and pouring into them and I love taking photos. So it's, it's a win-win situation for me. I just have to be careful to have good time management. And it helps that my kids are at school now and I can edit during the day because before they were all home and then I would have them and then I have to edit like late into the night. So it looks a little different this time around, but I'm also more present and aware of like, okay. And I have a few people in place that go, if, if I'm taking on too much, like I want them to like, check me like, uh, hello. Remember, we're not doing that. <laughs> so important to have those people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I want to come back to checking in with your husband. Mm. I do that too. And I'm not a photographer and I don't have a, a job where I'm like booking things like that. But some people think that looks like you're getting permission from your husband or he's getting permission from you to do something. And I think that that's backwards. I think that is such a key component to having good communication because you can't miscommunicate then as far as the calendar goes. And if he needs to cover a kid activity in order for you to do this other thing, 
or if he needs to know like you're going to be gone one night it's just it's just nice for him to know that stuff and so I think that perspective needs to change a little bit right like it's not asking permission it is being a good communicator we're we're partners yeah yeah we're partners we're equals we are one we are like he's my best friend I don't it's funny because I actually wrestled with this for a long time. I used to think he was kind of controlling in some ways, but this reset has taught me that it wasn't him being jealous of my time. It was him seeing me struggling and being so depleted that I had nothing else to give. And he didn't know how to communicate that with me. And I didn't know that that's what he really meant. But counseling is a good thing too. Just throwing that out there for people. But it helped us sift through that and like to cheer each other on. Like he wants me to be successful and I want him to be successful. And it's not me asking permission because I'm I'm stubborn. So I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I'm just letting you know out of like courtesy. No. I mean, part of it, I I am stubborn. Yes. And I am feisty about stuff, but he, he's super cool and wants me to do what I love. And then I come home and I, I'm more filled up because it's fun and exciting and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a hard thing. I can see why people would struggle with that, especially when your kids are younger. Mm -hmm. I would say it's like, he's not babysitting his kids. Those are his children. Okay. Um, but you have to think I'm the nurturing, I'm more the nurturer and I'm the one taking care of them and doing those things. He works hard so that I could stay home with them. I'm lucky that I was fortunate enough to do that, but he, you know, that's an adjustment for them when I'm gone, because I do a lot of things that aren't always seen. You and I've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to feel unseen as, as moms, which is part of my brand, right? I want moms to feel like they're not alone in the crap. Yeah. And in everything that we do. And so many things, so many things on the internet right now that like, oh, if you don't bounce back soon enough or all these things that are put upon us. And it's just like, if I only knew what I know now, Mm -hmm. but then I always say that, God, whatever I've gone through, may you use it for good. So I tend to be an open book. I tend to share a lot. So people feel related to, and they don't feel like they're alone and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's vulnerable and you're, and I can't do anything. Like if I tell you something, I can't control who you tell. But if the Lord and the Holy Spirit prompts me to share something, I do it because they'll be held accountable for whatever crap they're saying. It's tough. It is tough. I also think that there's this, like, I've been seeing more things on Instagram where like, yes, there's this, like, you know, our generation is talking about that hard, real, raw mom life, but there's this whole other like thing where moms are saying like, it's bad to talk about your kids as burdens. It's bad to talk about your kids and the hard stuff they go through that you go through as moms. And 
do I think my kids are burdens and like negative? No, no. Is it hard as are they taxing? Yes, the parents to them, absolutely. And I don't think that we should be shamed. This is just my my opinion. I feel a little fiery about it because I just saw something again recently. You know, this morning, yesterday. I shouldn't feel bad for talking about the hard crap that moms go through. And why are we shaming each other? You know, and like, I don't know. That just that was a side tangent, but also like reminds me that it's okay to get off social media if I'm seeing that stuff. Or and you know, those kinds I don't follow those kinds of people. They're not my people. Mm -hmm. Um, because as much as I do love my kids, it is also hard. And as much as hard as it is, I also love my kids to the end of the world. It can be both. It can be both. I, all I ever wanted to be is a mom. And it's the best. And I was told I wasn't going to be able to, I was told I wouldn't, I had a 1% chance. I've had fertility issues. I've had issues with those things. I've lost a baby and no one talks about those things. Well, that's just Satan's hold on the world. He wants us to suppress those things, to feel alone and isolated and like no one can relate. And we're going to bring it to light because there can be no darkness when there is light and Jesus is light. And so for me, I'm going to be vulnerable and talk about my miscarriage and I'm going to talk about how hard it is to be a mom, but I love my kids so much. But sometimes I tell them, I'm like, I can't even think in my own brain right now because you all three are talking at me. So give me like five minutes. Mom needs Mm -hmm. to breathe. I'll take a breath and then I go, okay, how can I help you right now? Yes. Just you. And then, then it's your turn. But sometimes I just have to name it. And, and I used to get so mad and be quick to be mad at them. And now I've been just taking a breath and trying to model like, okay, you guys are all talking at me right now. And it's frustrating mom, because I can't even process in my own brain what I need to do. So give me five minutes. Let me write all my stuff down and then I can help you. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. So now we're at that stage where that's acceptable when they're two. Right. And there's totally no, different thing. there's nothing shameful about being overstimulated. Nothing. No. And I, I also don't want to shame those moms who talk about how beautiful motherhood is because it, it really truly is. I just don't appreciate being shamed we're talking about the hard stuff either, because it, I will tell you that since I've started being more vulnerable, both like through my brand, but also I'm more vulnerable with some of the stuff with like you and a couple of my friends and mm-hmm. man, it just makes you feel like you aren't the only one going through the crap because motherhood was never meant to be lonely. No. And the people, not everybody is going to like you. I always say, um, I'm not for everybody, but Jesus is <laughs> seriously <I remember> that. <laughs> because there's, the, I'm not going to get along with everyone. I'm not going to please everyone. I'm not going to have the approval of whoever's listening and I'm okay with it because it, in the broad scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Like, and I just, I have to have good self-talk personally. Like I speak out loud to myself often. I don't realize I'm talking out loud. My kids let me know, but I'm like, <laughs> I am not receiving that. Like if I have a bad thought and now I my daughter just did that the other day. She's like, Satan, get behind me. 
And I was like, woo. I I was so excited about that because she's like, mom, I'm really frustrated. And I just prayed and I, and I feel better. And I was like, good girl. I'm so happy for you. And, but it's hard because there's always going to be people who don't like us. And I'm okay. I I'm getting to the point. It's a, it's a process of just going, okay, why I'm fine with you not liking me. It's fine. But I'm thinking, why are you such a hater? Like what is going on in your life? So then trying to pray for them, which seems the opposite of what most people would do. But like when people are negative at me or mean to me, I'm called to pray for them because I don't really know they're icky. I don't know what they're going through. And especially like, think about the moms who are presenting this like perfect persona. That's gotta be exhausting. Absolutely you know, and, and whatever, like whoever made them that way or whatever they've been through, they feel that this is the way they have to present themselves. Um, I guess you and I are just more like, here we are. I put a bra on today. What, uh, (laughs) I don't know. Like also, uh, no bras are also acceptable around here. (laughs) I'm, I'm not going to lie when winter's here. I love it because I go, without a bra all the time I just put my coat on and I'm like good right. to go. nobody's right. gonna know that's right only I'm... whoever listens to you now they're gonna wonder when they see me <laughs> do you think she's wearing a bra today hopefully that's not what they think about but maybe it is be really funny though I'll be like would be. y'all never know you'll never know uh I read something the other day I think I shared it uh about how I shared it on my Instagram stories how we didn't know in motherhood that we wouldn't be teaching our kids to control their emotions. We'd be teaching ourselves to control our own. I and I was that. like, Whoa. because yeah. like Olivia was praying, right? She said, get behind me, Satan, because of your example. And so when we set that example and can help them, I was at ECFE today and a mom told her son, calm your body. And we were at circle time. And so it wasn't a time for me to teach her, but I thought, he doesn't know how you got to you gotta model it. We've got to model that. Right. And we're not going to be perfect. So I think also showing our imperfections. Oh yeah. Apologizing. Right. All of those things um, are just so important for our kids to be learning that stuff too. Yeah. Cause it's important to remember. And I want my kids to know, like, I'm still a, a dirty, rotten sinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still make mistakes. I'm going to always mess up. The difference is I'm forgiven. And um, like if I raise my voice or um, I say something, like I react too quickly for myself, I'll go, dang it. And then I'll go to them and I'll look them in the eye and I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I was wrong for saying that. Will you forgive me? And they're like, yeah. They always forgive. They are so forgiving. They are, but we've been modeling that yeah. their whole lives for them. And like, we had a really tough situation last year. I think I told you about this. Like Hayden got strangled at school. Yeah. Uh, we're being that. real. This is Very a real. mom podcast. So here you go, guys. But he got choked at school and he didn't tell me, of course, until like nine o'clock at night. That's a normal 13. Well, he's 12 at the time. 
So I called the principal and I said, I told him he can defend himself just so you know, if this kid, whatever. So fast, the next day, I think the kid was suspended because Hayden had said he's not there. And Hayden and I were just having a good conversation. And he's like, mom, you always say there's more to people, right? And I go, yeah. And I said, we don't know what his home life's like. We don't know what he's going through. Um, we, we view things differently as Christians. And he's like, yeah, well, we should pray for him. Then. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. So we did. And, um, he had a really real conversation with this kid the next, the day that he came back from school. And he was just like, I don't want to have to hurt you back. So could we like not do that? And I get, maybe you have a lot going on in your life, but you know, we're praying for you kind of thing. Like he was just so cool about it. And that kid and him have no issues now. And most, I think my mama bear reaction is like, let's have a talk. Let's go. And I hulk out and get crazy. But when I stop and I try to model for my kid, like, I don't want him to be that way. I want, it's, it's the opposite of what society is going to tell you to do. Most people are going to be like, nope, we're not doing that, whatever. But we're called to forgive. Like we've been forgiven. We're called to love each other. Well, like even with people who don't like us. And so a constant thing I remind my kids is people aren't going to like you for who you represent. and you got choices. And so Hayden's doing a great job. I mean, he's going a great job, mama. You're doing a great job. I it's just moment by moment. And I'm like, Lord, I don't even know how to respond to this. (laughs) Seriously though. So many moments, but I also think too, like it's never too late to start apologizing and reparenting yourself. Like when my kids were little, I yelled at them a heck of a lot more oh, girl. Raised my than I do now that they're a little bit bigger because I'm starting to put in that work and see the importance of allowing my eight-year-old to be frustrated instead of trying to shut her down, allowing yeah. her to be frustrated, but giving her healthy ways to feel that frustration. It doesn't always work. Like the other day, she screamed at me for like 20 minutes before finally I was like, this is, you need to be done. Like I, you need to be done. <laughs> It's a different tone. (laughs) Now you've pushed me too far. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. I say that in my house all the time. That's good. But it's so hard because sometimes I even get overwhelmed and overstimulated by like, oh, if you're not doing it this way, or like even today, I let's be honest, I was struggling with, okay, they're coming home from school. How much do I make them read and do schoolwork during the summer? And like that guilt of, if you don't do that, then you're a bad mom. I'm sure other people feel that way, but like that was running through my head. I was just like, Lord, that's not from you. Like, you know, but like, just take the first step is what I would encourage people. Like a baby step. It doesn't have to change overnight. It's just being aware and being present and in the moment. I used to yell way too much. I didn't like myself when I was that way. And it's interesting. Like, 
I, I can't go back. I wish I could be a different mom than I was for them. But all I can do is model the evolution of Jen, the, the changing of how God has gotten a hold of my life and he's changed me and he's renewing me and that I still need a savior because I'm still going to mess up. And so like, I would encourage people don't give up and find, find one or two people, women who get you like to the core of who you are, like, and just, you can be real with them and ask them to pray for you or be your support and a sounding board. But like you always say, I'm real. I, I tell how it is. I, I try to be the, the friend that will go, okay, do you need me to just listen to you right now? Or are you looking for some advice? You do I, ask that. You straight up ask that sometimes. <laughs> because I, I I'll wear a different that. hat. I'll wear yeah. a different hat. Because if, if you, I've had a friend who would vent and vent and vent and vent to me about it and nothing changed. So finally, I, I was like frustrated because I'm like, okay, I think I'm giving you some pretty good sound advice, but you're not implementing any of it. So then I'm like, okay, what can I, okay, what can I do different? And I was like, finally asked her one time, I was like, do you just need me to listen to you? And this is your thought, your way of processing it? Or are you looking for advice for me? And she's like, well, I'd love some advice. And I said, okay, but if I'm going to give you my advice, you got to take it. Because I've given you a lot of good nuggets of stuff I've been through and I'm not saying I'm all knowing or anything like that, but you're asking my opinion. I'm giving it to you and maybe you would have a different result. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. And maybe, and that might piss people off, but she was like, totally, she knows me well, just like you do where you're like, okay, what do you think? And I was like, you want to, you really want to know? Yeah. I think it's important to have people like that who are, who know Jesus and love Jesus and can give you that real thought, not what you think I want to hear, but this is coming from my heart as your friend, whether it's what the the easy thing to say or not. But if you're going to ask me, be ready for my answer. Yeah. And I think there's a time and place too, where somebody does just want to vent. And so I love that you do ask that, like, do you want, do you want empathy? Do you need prayers? Do you want advice? Because I don't have to give you any of those things, but you know, like, what do you want from me in this situation? And yesterday I, I called a friend just sobbing about something with motherhood. And all I needed to know was I started with, I just need, I just need you to tell me I'm not a bad mom. And like, I just, and I'm not a bad mom, but I needed somebody else to tell me in that moment moment. and to tell me that. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what you need either. You know, you just talking out loud is sometimes all you need. I'm an external processor. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, when we walk and I'm talking, I figure it out kind of on my own. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, I just need to get it out of my brain where it's overwhelming me. And that's just how I work where some people are internal processors. They think it through and are fine. I just, I do my best work by talking. Yeah. And you know, God uses those people in our lives. And when we find the right godly women, he speaks through them. He does. And like, it's just, 
it's just important to remember to go to God first. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. Before the friend, because your friend is still a sinner. Your friend is still going to have bias and opinion that wouldn't be necessarily what God would have. And so it's just like if you're watching a pastor or an influencer online, you need to make sure you check, okay, is this really biblical or is this, did they take it out of context? Like you need to be on guard or there's this one gal who you and I both have read her first book for sure. And like, I thought, oh, okay, she's really cool. I, I got a lot from the book, but it's important to remember that the sources aren't always great. Not always. Like you can get good things from different people, but it's important to ch- check your references. I don't know how else. I to agree. No, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think, I think you're very right. God's the first place we need to go. Yeah. And that's where and, I was making the mistake before. Yeah. Right. Because we're so busy. We think like we need to solve the problem and we need to get everybody's opinions on what we should do. And like, I don't know. I went to bed last night, just, you know, breathing in truth and exhaling this false thought of me being a bad mom or like my kids are good, even though they fight like, Oh, those things matter. When you spend that time with God, he breathes the Holy spirit into you and breathes truth into you. Yeah. It's, it's his gift that he gave us, you know, Jesus died for us. And then we were gifted the Holy Spirit. So we wouldn't be left alone And the prompting of him and the guidance of him lives within us. And so it's, I don't know. I, I listen to it when you suppress it, then you, you miss out really. And when you but don't like, take that your time, kid, your kids fighting though. I, I, I can relate to that. Where <laughs> it's like my mom will come over and it's like late at night you know, she gets off work and she comes over and she's like, wow, (laughs) it's just, it's a crap shoot at night. I could call it something else, but it is. (laughs) The old shit show. (laughs) It it is. And there are days that are worse than others. And I'm just like, you get to see them in their best times. You're welcome for that. (laughs) But the younger mom in me would have been mortified. Like, yeah, that people were seeing these children look insane and be irrational. And I'm like, you got to remember, they held it together at school. Like they were good and they held it together. And I swear to you, I pick up my kids from school. I'm lucky I get to do that. But 30 seconds, not even. And they're already fighting. And I'm like, did you listen to my episode last week about no, I didn't get a chance to yet things that my kids do too. And one of them is the after school outburst because oh my they're back to their safe place, AKA you they're yeah. hungry Oh, and they cannot hold it together anymore. So, yep. I feel you. You're not alone in that. <laughs> have a snack box in your car where you just have really? and just throw stuff out. Right. Them. That's what yeah. I do. Just, yeah, that's smart. Here. Yeah, that is smart. You gotta have food in the car. I don't get those people who don't eat in the car. Like I just, I couldn't. I have to. I have a snack right here. Yeah, I have things readily around for me because I'm like, oh, I'm getting hangry. Okay. Yep. Yep. Need some. Need some energy. 
Thank you for this conversation, Jen. It's been beautiful. I, I just appreciate you as a friend and that you're somebody I can turn to with that like authentic life that you live as a mom. So thanks for being here. Love you, girl. I'm glad I could be on. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.